good people? It's Jay Cactus, and we're back again with episode 12 of Cactus Combos. In today's episode, I've got another highly requested guest with me. He's a platinum billboard producer, and he's also grown a huge audience on YouTube with almost 600,000 subscribers. He goes by Solka. Solka, what's good, my bro? What's going on, yeah? Yeah, I'm all good, man. So just saying that 600,000 subscribers, I bet that seems crazy to you. It is fucking mad, mad. Yeah. Can't is that everything you expected when you started YouTube? I bet <laughs> you didn't know what to expect, did you? <clears throat> the idea of making it was like like a fairy tale, you know, like might as yeah. well thinking of Santa Claus or fucking <laughs> mad. Because I, when I grew up, I wasn't like a popular guy. So the thought right. of like being someone or maybe being big at anything was like a bit like out there. So. I mean, it's, so it's crazy. Even today, like, I still don't, like, like I half believe it. Like, it's half a dream or something. I don't know. I imagine it's it's kind of hard to to understand when it's when a lot of it's online in a way because you'll be so focused in what you're doing and making music that sometimes you kind of forget about everyone that's watching it and the amount of people that are actually, you know, following you and your brand. Exactly. And yeah. it's not just like it's a small amount of people. It's like 600,000. So you think there's the 600,000 out there's 600,000 people out there that, that fuck with soccer. It's just, That's yeah, I bet, it's, I bet it's crazy to think about. Fucking mad. Jesus. But I, I imagine that didn't happen overnight. I imagine it's been years of, like, grafting and perfecting your craft. Um, so, yeah, just before, because I want to dive into everything about YouTube. I know, like, all of my audience in particular are always asking, um, you know, what, what's the secrets to YouTube? And they always bring you up as well. They're saying, like, he's got 600,000 subscribers. How did he do it? Why am I not growing? Blah, blah, blah. So I want to get into everything. But yeah, I think yeah. it makes sense to, to start from the beginning, really. So talk to me about how you got into music, where it all started. Um, well, uh... I guess like I was I was always always a fan of music, like yeah. ever ever since like I was like, especially like when I was eleven. I remember like, I, I was born in two thousand, so in two thousand and eleven right. it was the big year for dubstep, um, and that was the, mm. the the first genre of music that I really fucked with. Yeah, um, and and yeah, so I, at the age of eleven, I see I, I really started to to be a fan of music. Um, right. And at first, I was like. I want to do music maybe, you know, but it was like a future thing, you know? Yeah. But after like a few years, dubstep died, obviously. Um, and, and, and a friend of mine showed me, um, uh, rap music from Slovakia actually. Right. Um, and, and the thing is about, uh, the rap in Slovakia is actually like a big scene. I really like, it's, it's mad that they have their own beat makers. They have their own labels, their own, the whole the whole thing going on and yeah you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that yeah you wouldn't think about it too but like, I was I was surprised too but anyway so there's a beat maker from Slovakia called uh, Dalib and he right. is like insane he was insane and I was like maybe 14 or 15 years old and he made me listen to like some some rap music and I was like fuck like the beats are just mad <laughs> like they're mad and that yeah. Dalib guy was insane and then I was like all right I want to make beats that's what I want to do so. What After, style of rap was it that he was showing you? Was it like underground hip hop? Rap back, music, shit? like trap, just trap. Right. But back in 2014, it was like even today, like like I think the tech, tech, like how can I explain it? Like um, the the music was so advanced for 2014. Right. Like the trap sounds was I don't know was like something else. But anyway, so after 
Uh, yeah, I wanted to make beats too. And, and in 2016, I, uh, I started making beats. And yeah. yeah, here we are. Nice, so 2016. So it hasn't actually been that long, really, because sometimes it can take, sometimes it can take like a lifetime to, to get to this point. A it's lot true, of people yeah. try and fail. So true, yeah. it might seem like a long time to you, but really like, what, yeah, five or six years max? It's not, it's not that not long. Like a, yeah, five, four and a half, actually, nearly five years now. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy to think about. So so when when was like the first time you actually opened? Do you use FL, by the way? Is that what I you're do, using yeah. to produce? Yeah. So when was that, that, that the first time you opened FL? And I remember, yeah, it was my birthday at 16. Like my my parents gave me like the a shitty computer, but fuck it, it was <laughs> fine, you know? But Yeah, yeah. So, and ever since, like, they gave me th this computer with FL Studio. Um, and ever since that first day, I never stopped. Never stopped. Like, You've every been obsessed day. Since. Every day. Exactly. Obsessed, like yeah it was way more than passion you know it was like fucking like, i think yeah. you, you have to be obsessed i think that's one key for everyone to take because a lot of people will will try and do something in music but if they're not like it's one thing to be passionate about it but it's another thing to be obsessed with it exactly. like I, I can relate to that because like literally everything i do everything or like in my life revolves around music so even when i'm not making music i'm doing something like yeah. listening to a podcast about music or listening to music or it's just or reading about music just just everything yeah. and i think you have to have that mentality where yeah you're literally just obsessed with it like there's, yeah. there's nothing else that's going to get in your way and like like conor mcgregor said conor mcgregor said well he said like to to being obsessed everything else must not exist and yeah. it's true like everything else doesn't matter it's all you're just focused on music or beats or whatever it is, you know, fighting or whatever. But that's what that's what obsession is. And with obsession, you can go like far, really far, like crazy far. Yeah. And it feels like, yeah, I mean, how, how you just put it then, it's just like a perfect way of saying it. It's like nothing else matters. Fuck everything else. As long as you're just focusing on that, that one thing, yeah, you've yeah. got that end goal in mind, then I don't think there's anything that can stop people. Some people might have like maybe easier paths than others. Some people sure. might have some things that hold them back, but it, if you really want it, if you really grind for it, then it's it's gonna come, isn't it? I believe, yeah. anyway. I believe. For so sure. you made your first beat in like 2016, and yeah, because I had a look on your YouTube. I think the first upload was I, I might be wrong here, but I want to say December 2016. But I don't think that was your first beat, was no, it? No, yeah, yeah. So I, I first started out in, uh, on SoundCloud, but right. eventually I started uploading a few stuff on YouTube, but uh, yeah, I deleted a lot of, of a lot of old stuff, but um, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. SoundCloud was the main at first. Like, I didn't know of Thai beats. I didn't know like you could upload your beats on YouTube and label them yeah. like Thai beats and shit. So I just like uploaded them on SoundCloud and just like I don't know. But then I, I got to know stuff and uploaded it on YouTube and all. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you probably just upload things and hope for the best at first, just at so first, anyone yeah. can hear it, and then you learn things along the way, right? Yeah, yeah. So, who introduced you to type beats? Is it just something that you found looking through YouTube yourself? I think so. Yeah, I can't even remember. I think back then, like Cash Money AP was like the big guy for type beats. Right. But um, I can't remember like how I got into type beats, but I, I remember the first like type beat that kind of blew up was like a Lil Peep one, and right. that did like pretty well. And then I yeah, Is then I one of like, migrated my SoundCloud to YouTube because YouTube was doing better. Um, and yeah, and then here we are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just whilst we're on the topic of YouTube, then I know we might as well 
dive straight into the juicy bitch, which, which yeah. um, everyone wants to hear. So you started in like 2016, just uploading a couple type beats. Did you, did you have some kind of game plan where you're like, right, I'm going to go for the, for this set of keywords or did you not really know what you were doing at, at the start? You just kind of did any type beats and then you know what, what like, happened? Uh, even today, I don't know how I like, honestly, like I'm not lying. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't have any marketing skills or anything. <laughs> like I don't use social media. I don't use like, I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm not stupid. Like I use keywords, yeah. Nothing crazy. Like I'm just using common sense. Um, yeah. That's all. Like I think the most important part, if you want to have a big channel making beats, is is not like the the keywords or the cons. It's consistency and quality. That's it. Honestly, right. like yeah. I just upload the best beats I can, like as much as I can without like spamming people. But yeah, and and that's it. Like. I don't, I don't know how like, people always ask me, like, how do you like, what's your secret or some shit? I don't know. Like, honestly, like, I don't know. Everyone wants to crack the code, right? Like they think yeah. you've got all the secrets, like you're hiding something from everyone. But everyone that I speak to, everyone that's been on the podcast, that's had a lot of success on YouTube. They've always said the same thing. It's just down to consistency, kind of like finding your, your own lane in a way, developing your own sound and yeah, yeah. just, just posting like quality beats consistently some people yeah. do say though that a lot of it will matter on like tags but I, I don't actually know like how much tags really matter because you know you, you could have terrible beats and good tags it doesn't mean that you're going to get views you know what i'm yeah. saying and yeah, sometimes yeah. i think that if, if the beats are, are that fire then no matter what tags you've got like people are just going to listen to it yeah and, at the end of the day that. the beats is, is what counts like yeah the visual the, the title the tags they're bonuses, yeah. but they're not that big of a bonus. Like the main thing is the beat, honestly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it feels like when I listen to your beats, or even just just click on one of your videos on YouTube, it's like I can tell that it's not something that you've just whipped up in ten minutes. No, it no, seems no. like you've got you know good attention to detail, and you're not just thinking about the numbers. Where it's like I need to bang out ten beats today and upload one. So, yeah. am I right in saying that? Is that do you, I'm sure, saying yeah, yeah, like, spend always, a bit of time? I always spend weeks on beats before uploading them. Like I really on one yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah. Like when I make a beat, I put it on the side on like a waiting list or whatever. But and, it, yeah. and then it gets worked on on and off for like weeks, and then it gets uploaded. So it's that's crazy. It's, I, yeah, I really put in like a lot of work on every detail on everything. I really want to make a create a whole atmosphere, a whole new beat. Like every every beat needs to be like unique. That's yeah. Why yeah. It, it definitely seems like that, like listening to your music. It's like, yeah, like I was saying, you can tell it's not rushed. Like it, everything just sounds clean. Everything's hitting hard. And it's like all the little breaks and transitions that you use and just the, the new sounds, new like perks that people might not have thought of using. Like everything just seems like, yeah, you have spent a, a long time that on that. So what's like a usual process? So you'll, you'll open like FL. Um, or talk to me about like your schedule in a day. Like what's a... A day in the life of Solka, like you'll wake up, eat, make Yeah, well, or... honestly, it's like whenever I'm, I I feel like it, I, I go on FLCU. Like I never force myself, but I guess yeah. the average day is like I, I get up at like, I don't know, two in the afternoon or whatever. And then yeah. I, I don't, I, it depends. Like sometimes I might just chill and listen to some music, feel like right. it and start something new. But um, yeah, I, I guess I, I work better at night that's one thing but yeah yeah that's i don't really have a schedule really 
you just kind of just every day is a bit different yeah i think it's a it's a good way to it's like a good process really because i think once you try and set a schedule for yourself it's sometimes it can throw you off a bit because at that time like say for example you put in your schedule that i need to be making beats from 6 p.m until 10 p.m when it gets to 6 p.m you might not be in the right zone to make beats and then you're trying to force it but it yeah. sounds like you just let it come naturally. Like once you find sure, some inspiration, yeah. that's when you you open up FL and, and start cooking up. Yeah. What do you think gives you that inspiration? Is there anything in particular that, you know, triggers that where you're like, you know what, fuck this, I need to go make a beat? Um, whenever I listen to music in general, I just listen to it. And then I'm like, I want to make music. Like, that's it. It depends. Like, yeah. I never listen to the music I make. Not like... I listen to my beats, but I don't listen yeah. to like artists like that are. What I mean is like I listen to like people like Kendrick Lamar or people right. that are totally different than what I do, and then yeah. it gets it gets me like a new ideas and I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I, I take you listen to like a, a few different genres, and then you take yeah. maybe exactly. little parts from each one, and then combine them into like mm-hmm. making your own sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it does feel like you've developed your own sound. It's like when you click on a beat, you can like you, you know it's a soccer beat before you've even looked at it in a way. And I think a lot of people struggle to to do that because everyone's trying to emulate like other sounds. You know, like find producers that they like and just copy what they're doing. Yeah, that, that's just sound like them. I could never do. Like I could never make a beat that somebody else like already made. Like I don't know. Yeah. That's not fun. Like I don't know. I, j- I yeah. just want to make something new, something fresh, something different. Yeah, hundred percent. And it seems I know you mentioned dubstep earlier. It sounds like I know you beats out dubstep, but it sounds like some elements are related to dubstep. You know, with the the heavy bass and everything. Would you, yeah, is, is that right? Yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. I like putting like some sounds influence. Sometimes I actually like put dubstep tie beats and upload that. And like there, there's actually some dubstep like bass and yeah. I, mean, I just got fun. I just have fun with it, honestly. Just yeah. whatever comes up to mind. I think that's what it comes down to, right? Just having fun with it and experimenting instead of trying to like put yourself in this box in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think like how- the main problem with today's beats is everybody is is having the same sound selection. Yeah. My bad. So yeah, everybody has the same sound selection, and that's something like I could never do. Like make a beat with like the Zaytoven 808 with the. Yeah. Fuck that! Like that's not fun. Like what? what <laughs> I don't know. Like I just want to do like, like proper new sound selection. Like create my own sounds and and create my own patterns and my own vibes and my own things. That's that's right. what that's fun. You know, that's the fun. I guess thing. that's what separates you to the rest of the way. So, so are you yeah. quite into sound design then? So when you're making all these you know unique things, is it is it sound design that you're going into? Like just literally tweaking everything from scratch or? Yeah, yeah. I, I like to create my own hi-hats, my own snares, layering yeah. them and, and just creating new ones. Or, Yeah, sound, sound design is fun for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love sound yeah. design. Yeah, it's something I've been getting into recently. Um, like I've put a few packs out and it does get addictive. But I think, it, I think it's just another good thing to know. Like even if you're not trying to sell packs or anything like that, it just... It, yeah it just inspires like so many things like you'll you'll just make sounds that you would have never heard in like anything else and it's like oh shit this is something and then like, it's unique new. to you and nobody will sound the same and that's something like dif- different from that they'll make you different from other producers so yeah yeah 100 percent. 
So I bet a lot of people ask you all the time where you get your sounds from. I bet a lot of people are DMing you saying, yo, where did you get that bass? Where did you get that 808? But uh, yeah. well, I I'm you're not using anyone's pack. Yeah, you're making them. Yeah, you yeah. do sell, sell sound kits though, right? I do, but not lately. Like, I think I, I'm stopping because, like, they get leaked way too much. And that's a bit annoying, you know? Like, you put your yeah. work in, you put your sounds in. And then, like, motherfuckers, like, leak it and shit. Yeah, yeah. They end up on some pirate site somewhere. Ah, Everywhere, like, and people sharing them. And they're like, ah, whatever. Like, I I think I'll release another drum kit soon, but I'll make it free. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't like drum kits that much anymore. Yeah, I I do feel you there. I feel like... I feel like we're going to get that in whatever we do, though. It's the same with beats. There's always going to be people that that just rip your beats from YouTube or find some way to download them. So I think just in in anything that we do, there's always going to be them people that are are trying to steal shit. But then on the flip side, you do get people that will support you. So, you know, even though shit's out there, they might feel guilty, like, buying, I mean, like, ripping it from somewhere. So just to support you and your brand, like, they they will buy it. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. So, with the, like, on your YouTube, it seems, I know you said you don't know much about, like, marketing, but mm-hmm. looking at your page, you wouldn't think that because everything's on point, like, the visuals, the, the logo, there's even, like, an intro to to all of the, the beats as well. Yeah. So, is that something that you've done yourself? Um, that's, so, the, the intro is actually a friend of mine that does, like, visual, like, 3D stuff, and I right. commissioned him, like, uh, to do this intro, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, over time, my visuals got a bit neat, like better and better. And now, like after like four and a half years of like consistency, like my visuals are on point. I think anyway with the intro and the yeah, the different 100%. Stuff. yeah, yeah. But Definitely. it's important to have like a good intro, and you know, it's it's like part of your brand. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's important. It's just another thing that separates you really isn't it because everyone's doing like the same thumbnails everyone's starting the same like there's nothing that really separates you as a producer but it seems like you know with with you having all that branding in place and that the intros and you know the unique sounds that you're using that's probably why you've had so much success on youtube but i feel like a lot of people are kind of scared to do that in the beginning a lot of people think that maybe you need to to sound like other producers in the beginning i was the same way like in the beginning i made beats like thinking of like what's popping you know nle chopper right. released a new album i'm gonna make an nle chopper type beat and it's gonna be yeah, like a yeah. basic piano with fucking sh- <laughs> shit sound selection and yeah i mean to start off it's it's good but I, I started off and then i started getting bigger and bigger i started right. having like i remember when i first like blew up i was at twenty thousand subscribers so it was like a yeah. slow climb up to twenty thousand. And then I released that Japanese one we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and then it just fucking blew up. But um, and then from there I took that and 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 from there I I made my channel myself and only creating new styles of Thai beats and new new stuff. And that's that I think is what separates me from other producers and made yeah. me grow differently than other producers too. Yeah, definitely. So do you think it's important for for new producers to? I think they should definitely develop their own sound at some point. But do you think in the yeah. beginning, maybe they should have a, at least a familiar sound until they get comfortable with making beats? Because then maybe it's easier for people to, to find them in a way or it's just yeah. easier to get people on the beat. So do you think that, you know, just from the start, it should just work on your own sound? It makes sense. But when when I first started out, like, uh, uh, 
the first beer I ever made was like terrible, like fucking <laughs> terrible. And like my 15th beat was also terrible. And when I listened yeah. to my, a friend of mine recently started producing, he made me hear like his first beat and it was like way better than my first beat. But right. my first beat was like weird, but in a, in a good way, because that's what makes, yeah. makes me now like unique, I guess, or different. Yeah. But so I guess it is important, like from the very beginning to create like a whatever, even if it's weird and it and like I got better. It took me like a year to get really like proper at beats, which right. is really slow compared to other producers, I think. But I bet at the time, though, there wasn't as much, like, tutorials and stuff out there for you. Yeah. Like, starting in 2016, you had, like, a couple, but nothing compared to what's out there now. Like, you can learn anything, like, real quick these days, but I bet it wasn't I the same. I think it's then. also a problem today that a lot of tutorials are very, like, people won't get out of the norm, yeah. if that makes sense. Because back then, I, I used to watch Busy Works Beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His beats that he made in his videos were shit, but he, he told us how to use FL Studio. And that's yeah. the important, that's why I click on his videos. Because awesome. I didn't want to make the same beats that he did. I just want to know like the shortcuts, the different things. Right. Um, and tutorials today, a lot of times, like they're very, a, a guy that, that will watch a tutorial will make like the same beats. And yeah, 100%. It's a bit of a problem, I think, in the long term, but I don't know. I know what you're saying. I do get that with, with mine, like, because I, I don't mind, like, reviewing people's beats. A lot of people will send me beats to review, and a lot of the time, they've just, like, taken the exact, like, chord progression and melody that I've used in my tutorial and then put yeah. their own drums in it. It's like... Oh, yeah. I feel I, I like got a it, friend of mine. I got a friend of yeah. mine in, in France. He's, like, he makes tutorials like you, but right. in, France, in, in French, I mean, um, and he's huge. He's called uh, Isos. He has, like, 300,000 subscribers. He's, like, the biggest wow. tutorial guy in France, and he's a friend of mine anyway. But, like, we used to make live stream listening to other people's beats. And you just heard, yeah. like, honestly, like, seven beats out of ten were, like, his exact, like, <laughs> sound selection with the exact chords and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a shame. It is, it is a struggle. It is a shame, yeah. I feel like if, if you are watching tutorials, then I'm, I made tutorials literally just to teach people the, the gems that I kind of picked up along my journey as a producer. Why it's not something that, you should just straight up copy it's like you yeah. said earlier you should use it to learn from it you know but then kind of develop your own sound exactly. of it not just like take exactly what someone's doing and then yeah, yeah. put a tiny What's twist on it like that? it's not about There's that, no fun in that yeah. yeah of course and it's like you're always going to be that guy that's kind of copied melodies so yeah maybe maybe like some people won't recognize it but once someone does recognize it that you've like straight up copied every every other beats you make are on the question if so yeah it's i I think people need to have the correct mindset watching a tutorial just watching it like just seeing the different how how you use like fl studio what shortcuts you use yeah little techniques little things and that's how you should watch a tutorial i think anyway yeah, hundred percent. Because everyone's got their own process. So if you're watching like a few different tutorials, you can just pick up little bits from each person and then kind of yeah, like bring yeah. them into your own style, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's just quickly run back to like your kind of journey on YouTube. So uploading from 2016, and then you got up to maybe 20k subscribers, and then the first beat that popped off was the Japanese one. Yeah, that's the first one. That was so crazy. what? What happened from that then? What was it any? What do you think it was that made that beat pop off? Is it something that you just can't even explain? I don't know. Like I don't have a clue. But 
I remember like back then before I blew I blew up like the I think like the biggest number of views I could accum- accumulate in like 24 hours was 3000. I think that was like my previous record. And then right. I, I I uploaded that Japanese one. I think it did like 20,000 in a day. And and then it did like Jeez. in, in, in a, the first in day. Week. The first day you uploaded yeah. it. It's crazy. And I, it was fucking mad. And that other beat like called K9 I got another yeah. beat called K9. That one did a million in two weeks, which was like Jeez. fucking insane. And it did two million in under a month and shit. So I don't know. Like I don't. And I remember like in that K9 beat that I didn't even um, fill in the tags, like the keywords. Right. I forgot. And I just uploaded the beat and, and it blew up. And then like I realized I didn't even put tags on. So that's a, a reason why tags are actually kind of useless, actually. But. I was just going to say that, yeah, like everyone's always, because you can use like vidIQ and TubeBuddy and everything. I bet everyone checks your channel to see what tags you're using because everyone thinks that you've got these secrets, but yeah. that's just proving everyone wrong because you've uploaded a beat with no tags and it's no tags taken and it's off so pretty much. I think, I, I think I did have tags, but I, I had like maybe 10 tags, or a very small amount of tags like compared to my other yeah. beats. But yeah, I, yeah I mean, it probably wasn't something secret. that you were like thinking about too hard. You just kind of yeah. threw them on there. Exactly. I remember I uploaded the beat, like, I just rushed it, like, not the beat, but the upload. Um, yeah. And, and it did, like, it, I don't know, crazy. I, the, the thing with YouTube is, like, the algorithm is, it doesn't make sense. So, no. I think there's no point focusing on what on what tags to use, because it's all random. It's all, it, does, it doesn't make sense. So, I just concentrate on the beats you make, on the yeah. visuals, on the thumbnail. I guess that's also important, but... That's it. Yeah, of course. Just for anyone that's listening, I'm just on Solka's channel now. The beats that we're talking about. The K9 one is on 17 million views right now. And the Japanese one is on 12 million. And you have a few others that are over a million as well, like that that NLE Chopper one, which is yeah, on 9.2. I fucking hate that B2, but... <laughs> 9.2 million people don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, and then the Club Bangers, like, bro, the channel is just, just crazy, man. Um, but I think that's a gem what you said there, like stop focusing on the tags and what the YouTube algorithm is, because the other thing is the algorithm is changing constantly. They never release what the actual algorithm is, but they do let people know that it's changing constantly. Like, I yeah. don't know how many changes they make like every day, but I, I bet it's like hundreds of little changes like every every month, if not like thousands, just little tweaks that they're making in the algorithm. So it's, yeah, it's a waste of time trying to figure it out. A waste of time. Yeah, yeah. To me, if anything, it seems like if there was one thing that matters, it's watch time because obviously if someone clicks on your beat and they're listening to that and they listen to the full beat, it's kind of telling YouTube that, all right, I I like this video and then they'll start recommending that to other people. Whereas if someone clicks on it and then clicks off. If somebody clicks on it and likes it, it's also like better. And if somebody comments on it, it's also so, yeah, it's it's random. Like I don't think you have any power over over like over that. No, I don't think there's any like hack to the system where you know if you follow these steps, your um, YouTube channel is gonna blow up. Yeah. Do you have anything in in mind when you when you're making these beats? Are you thinking about the watch time? Are you thinking about like um, right people might reload this part because I've done this like good break in there, or is it just like you know I'm just gonna make the best beat that I can possibly make, upload it, and see what happens? That's exactly it, yeah. Because I don't even think of like the rapper, like I don't even yeah. structure my beats like oh he can. There's the hook and there's the verse and shit. 
I just yeah. make him and, and structure them like to to make him follow nicely, I guess. So uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I only think of the beats and, and try to make it the best possible way. Sometimes I overdo it. Like I really put in like a <laughs> lot of different elements, but that's how I make him. That's how I. I think a lot of my audience are not rappers also i think a lot of people right. are just like fan of the music i mean i hope so anyway but yeah, yeah no it definitely it definitely seems like that you can kind of tell that you're not making these beats like specifically for us it's just like this is your own style and hopefully people fuck with it and yeah it seems like you know when you go through your comments and everything it's like everyone just enjoys the music it's it's entertaining to listen to like the, the visuals are just you know the they're nice to watch and everything so i think people are just becoming like fans of you and and your music I think that's safe to say, anyway. Yeah. So, how about the, like, the the visuals that you're actually using? Do you think do you, how important do you think that is? I know obviously it's more important to have like a you know just a fire beat on there, but with the thumbnails and the actual visuals whilst the beat is playing, how important do you think that is? Um, I think it's it it, it adds to the quality of the beats if yeah. there's a nice bounce to the visuals, a nice if the visuals if the visual like uh, embraces the the vision of the beat, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it adds like depthness to to the beat, I guess. So it is important. Yeah, it but it's important for the quality matter, not not for the like the algorithm matter. Uh, yeah. Maybe the thumbnail does, but the visuals are just for the the sake of the quality of the beat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. One hundred percent makes sense. I guess like with thumbnails, it's like you kind of want that to stand out because that's what yeah. people are going to see when they're scrolling through. But then. Yeah, yeah from that point when they click on it that's when you need to be impressing them with the beat because if they click on it and then click off straight away then yeah. that's just gonna you know it's not gonna help you in in any way really no. have you noticed anything that new producers are doing or people that haven't had success on youtube have you noticed anything that they might be doing wrong because a lot of people will look at their page and be like i've been trying this for a few years now i'm yeah. not getting any subscribers like what well, am i doing wrong have you noticed common mistakes Taking a break is like the biggest mistake, I think. Like you can't take yeah. a break, but if you stop for like a few months, it's like starting off like at zero after, because right, it's it's like really punishing if you take a break. Um, also, I guess people are also making like a lot of, um, they're not trying new things. They're yeah, like, a new producer that has like fifty subscribers. Will make like a Travis Scott ID that that will never like that that won't work like yeah. yeah it's so saturated like so many people are doing it you're not gonna be able to stand out so I guess if you want to stand out as a small producer just make your own stuff uh, create your own atmosphere and um and, and yeah have fun with it honestly yeah thing I think the key is just having fun with it because a lot of people stress about it like a lot of people just look at the numbers too much and they think all right i'm not getting subscribers none of this is working but really like you shouldn't be making music just for the sake of getting subscribers and you know building getting views on youtube you should be making music because you like making music it goes back to that same thing of being obsessed with it yeah. and if if you're getting stressed out over the numbers too much then it just stops you enjoying the process more yeah if that if that makes sense yeah yeah totally 100 percent, yeah so you're based in in France right now, yeah? France, yeah. But you were? Did you used to live in Ireland? Um, no. So my father's from uh, originally from Ireland, but um, right. my mother's French, and I grew up in France. But 
in at home we speak English, so that's how I right. learn English. But yeah, half okay. Irish, half French. Yeah, but yeah. Do, you, do you go back to Ireland much? Yeah, yeah, every once a year or like yeah, once every two years for the family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, always fun. Does Ireland have a hip hop scene at all? I know there is. They've got like an Irish drill scene. I know they've got something, but I never really yeah. dove into it too much. So it's it's pretty dead but there is like a startup for like a drill scene there's this right. irish guy called ink i don't know if you heard of him like ink, ink. ink 86 or whatever um he's all right you might have but, seen him on socials it kind of rings a bell yeah but uh, it's still in a very like early stage because it's yeah but, but it's a start like before there was never like anything irish in hip-hop and yeah, now yeah. It's, it's slowly starting off with the drill scene but I think it's so, it's just a story. I, I hope it gets a bit uh, bigger than than it is because it's that ink guy. I think he is like the main Irish drill guy, but right. he's still like uh, he's not. I like him, but his music doesn't sound too different, too unique to other yeah. drill artists. So, but it's a start anyway. Yeah, of course. It feels like few years ago or well at one point it was all just about like u.s artists like everything that i used to listen to it was always u.s rappers but now it feels like the world's accepting accents a bit more like the yeah. uk rappers in particular are kind of getting the recognition that they deserve and it's not just london rappers anymore it's rappers from like all over the uk no matter what the accent is so even from like manchester where i live and like birmingham i don't know if you know these areas in england but yeah, yeah, it just seems like the world is like accepting these accents a bit more. So it's no surprise yeah. that Ireland right now is kind of on the come up. Slow tie, you know, slow tie. Slow tie, yeah, yeah. And I just started listening to him. I like him, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. He's he's got a crazy style. That's like a good example of just, you know, not giving a fuck what anyone is thinking. Just yeah, yeah. developing really your punk. own sound. Like, yeah. yeah, he just he just goes crazy. He just put out a new song, didn't he? With yeah, is yeah. that Rocky, I think. Oh no, it was with Skepta. That was that was a while ago. The ASAP Rocky one. Yeah, I think he released one yesterday. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's crazy. I like to see him live. I don't know if you've seen videos of his live shows, but no, no. Well, yeah, like, he just goes bad, crazy. He's just like he's stood on stage in his in his boxer shorts. He's just fucking going wild. <laughs> Man, I, I couldn't even imagine going to a live venue now because I don't know what the lockdown's like in France, but yeah. here it's still crazy. Have yeah, you got a huge lockdown there right now? What? Have you got a huge lockdown right there? Uh, yeah, France? yeah. So we, like, everybody goes home at six in the evening and lockdown at six. Well, yeah. So they shave yeah. or whatever. And fucking for like a producer, it's like it's nothing special because, like, I was yeah. in a lockdown for the past four years, if you think of it. So, like, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. I suppose we've been training for this day, right? Because we've just been <laughs> exactly. side side anyway, just just All working right. our beats. So a lot of people have said that to me. A lot of people have been like, you know, how's lockdown changed everything for you? And it hasn't really changed anything apart from maybe just going out for, for a meal every now and again. And yeah, that's, that's it. it. I've been just trying to hibernate and focus on my craft. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just seems crazy because one thing that I did like to do is is go to like concerts and gigs. But yeah, it feels like it's going to be a long, long time before anything like that can happen. Fucking hell, yeah, for sure. And I remember like... Uh... I don't know if you if you watched like a live a live show from Six Nine, but his I've live. Seen, I've seen a couple clips. Yeah. Are you a fan of Six Nine? Because he, he's quite controversial. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his music now, but right. his music. The thing about Six Nine is like, I discovered Six Nine back in 
even before I made beats. Like oh, really? I knew about Six Nine back in 2015 or 2014 when he yeah. was just like starting out with uh, another rapper called Zelakami, and yeah, he started out in the like I told you before. Uh, like I used to listen to rap music from Slovakia. Right. Um, the thing about Six Nine is his career started in Slovakia. So at first, like I, I was listening to like rap from Slovakia. That's, and, that's suddenly, like I, I saw this Tekashi Six Nine come up from nowhere. And I was yeah. Like, and back then, his music was really fucking good. Like I don't care what anybody says, but back yeah. then, if you listen to, to like a Helsing Station, that's like my favorite song. But, right. And then after he colored his hair like rainbow and it became shit and I kind of stopped yeah. following him from there. But he still gives out that energy that he had. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like Six Nine, especially now. I think now it's a bit like Disneyland, you know. It's all for yeah, yeah. the whole show, like look at me. But So yeah, whatever. I don't fuck with him that much today. But yeah. I think the thing with him is he, he knows how to work the game. He knows that if he says certain things, like people are going to, you know, go crazy and everyone's going to be talking about it. I think he knows how to play people in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he yeah. knows that that's what people want to see right now. They want to see, like, the crazy hair, like, full of tattoos. Like, people just like seeing some crazy shit right now, don't they? Like, see, they like to see people go wild. And I think he's just, just, he's just playing at that, like, quite a bit. It's obviously worked for him to, like, some extent. But, yeah, yeah. right now he's got some crazy shit going on. I know he's <laughs> still got beef with, like, Meat Mill, doesn't he? I know. He, did he try to set him up or something recently? I, I saw a video uh, of him. No, I think I think he's the only thing. I, the only news I got from him is like I think he's releasing like a movie or something. Oh, is it? I think so. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't follow him that much these days. But anyway, yeah. I still listen to like his old music. But that's it. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that you started liking him for. Yeah. How about in France? Is that because? I'm, I'm seeing like more and more French producers these days, and I'm not gonna lie, like these French producers are going hard. Is there a big hip hop scene in France? Yeah, honestly, it is. Yeah, like it's fucking yeah. huge, and very, very different from America or England. Like, I think England is like very drill. The main like thing is drill. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is right now. Yeah, but in America, it's like this sort of. Juice world trap fucking right, you know, but but in France it's like a whole different game. It's so different. Like I can't even like. There's so many different types of of uh, of different artists, different beats, different beat makers. It's it's mad, and I I think honestly that the the quality of, of beats in France are years in advance because sometimes yeah. you hear like production on, on French rap songs and it's like insane it's like so so different than america i don't like the yeah. america i don't like like the, the beats in america i think they all sound the same like every single every single one of them sound the same same hi-hats same 808s same clap like I mean, you said Jesus, it's the zay 808 and the spins 808 apart oh, from them too anymore <laughs> like fucking hell i got enough of it like, yeah, it's yeah. Been years now, and it is still stuck, and it's so easy yeah. to do. But I, it is fun, and when it's done well, it is like enjoyable. But it's still a bit repetitive, I think. In France, totally different. Like the whole patterns, the sound selection, the mix. Like, I think if you want to make like a American type beat, if that makes sense, yeah, you, you can you can make one a f like a few months after you, you start making beats. Definitely. If, in France, it, it will take you fucking years. Honestly, really, 
it's very different very different so what if you had to so i'm just trying to imagine what what this sound is now i know you said there's so many different styles but if you had to compare it to to something what would you compare it to or if you had to like blend a few different things together you know yeah, to create well, that trap, obviously but i guess yeah. it depends there's a there's a lot of different artists but i i think the most impressive beats will will be um in the aggressive trap scene right it's, very, it's like very unique kicks and 808 like the, the, the tempo is different um, yeah uh, i guess what kind the, of tempo we're we talking um usually like 120 right so it's a bit slower but the kicks are there's like way more kicks and, and the 808s are way different yeah. because um yeah it's hard to explain honestly but i'll I'm send you a to link to but, some yeah. yeah i was gonna say what um you know if you were to put me on to some like french hip-hop or even some french producers who would you recommend well it depends if you're more like sort of a club guy or a more like a cloud rap guy or a more aggressive it yeah depends. i'm not gonna lie i kind of like my aggressive beats my dark beats like hardcore yeah, well, then so I, I suggest listening to people like uh timal like t-i-m-a-l his beats are like mad, always mad. Yeah. Or Zuger, uh, people like that, they're like very, very different beats. Like I've never heard beats like that anywhere else. And I think they're way more, like way harder to do than yeah. whatever else. Yeah. I probably, it's probably, it sounds like it's a lot more technical. It's not just grabbing the same shit that oh, everyone's yeah. using. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of it is like sound designing things and it just is. going through like the, you know, just the little tweaks, like all the automations, the breaks. Like, I bet there's so much involved in it. It sounds like it anyway. Yeah, yeah, very different, very different. I wonder why that's a, a big thing in France, because that's something with your beats, isn't it? I wonder why, like, a lot of American producers will try and just sound the same. A lot of UK producers now are just trying to make drill beats. I wonder why in France, I wonder where they, where they get it from, like, what sparks that creativity. I don't know. it's hard honestly. to say. It's true, but... Yeah, it's true that in America and in England a bit too with the drill scene, but it, it yeah. does get repetitive, especially drill. Because I remember drill when drill was like not popular. Like remember yeah, Pop yeah. Smoke, I think Pop Smoke, we can agree that Pop Smoke was the guy that made drill like big, right? I think he took it, I think he took it global. I think once, I think he made it more commercial in a way because before yeah, it was yeah. more like underground like obviously if you take it like way back to like chicago days with chief keith it could it kind of stems from that but then the uk developed their own style of it but it was always an underground thing and people always like looked down on it they said it was too violent like videos were getting banned on youtube because yeah. you know people were saying that they were just like promoting like gang violence or whatever but i think yeah. since yeah i think you're right in saying like since pop smoke got on it he made it more commercially acceptable and then uh, the whole world was tuned in then yeah, because I remember when drill was like a very underground stuff in England, very like dark. And yeah. I, I thought it was dying out at first. I was like, yeah, drill, that, that's dying out. But then Pop Smoke came from fucking nowhere and took it like globally. Mad. Yeah. It always happens with, with genres. I, I don't know if you're familiar with grime. Do you, do you ever listen to any UK grime? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. So it kind of reminds me... Um, it reminds me about what happened with grime because for a long time grime was like an underground thing and then it died off like a little bit in a way and then it popped back up and then it took some artists like 
I, I want to say like someone like Skepta and Stormzy because Skepta made it onto like Drake's album. And once like Drake kind of puts um, Skepta on there, that's when like the whole world was tuned in and then Grimes started picking up like more than ever. But now it feels like the same thing has happened with Drill where it started off as this underground thing. And then it took like an artist like Pop Smoke to, to make it more yeah. global. Yeah, then yeah. it's got me thinking like what's going to happen next because a lot of people think that maybe Drill's just going to evolve which it has done already because it did start off with just them simple like piano melodies, but now drills becoming like anything. It's more like yeah, orchestral, yeah. like New York style. It is. But, I think, unfortunately, like the fact that Pop Smoke uh, died kind of like killed the hype. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's a shame, a, a real shame that he died because I yeah. think drill would be like the biggest thing ever now if he yeah. were still alive. And same thing with like X. If X didn't die, I think like he would be like the biggest rapper ever. But so yeah, yeah I don't know. I, the drill scene after Pop Smoke is a bit different, I think. But I don't know. Yeah. Pop Smoke no, really had this right. unique voice and this unique vibe to him. But yeah, he reminds me like his voice and like style kind of reminds me of Fifty Cent, but just over drill beats. Yeah, like true. when Fifty Cent first started coming up, he was kind of like he was more melodic with how he was saying things, and that's what Pop Smoke was kind of like in his drill beats. It was more like it was entertaining, wasn't it? Even in like videos, it was dancing, but in his actual rapping, it was it was kind of melodic in in some parts, like over drill beats, which wasn't really heard before because everyone like drill before that was just like a- aggressive. Like there was there was nothing yeah. nice about oh, drill yeah. music, but then he he brought this kind of nice side to it in a way where it was still hood, if you get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He really made it like he 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 went out from the like crime, like really yeah. dark. Because so, drill is like the foundation of drill is fucking dark, like, yeah, yeah. fucking music. But yeah, <laughs> he definitely made it global. I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he even took it to clubs. I, I could never imagine hearing like a drill beat in a club. But when he wow. was putting music out, yeah, it was getting played in all clubs. Crazy, crazy to think about. What do you think is gonna pop off next? What do you think is gonna be the new thing? Do you think? Do you think drill's not got? much time left do you think something um, else is going no to take i'm over? not saying that but i think like pop smoke like it was a shame that he died but maybe there's going to be like a new drill like main guy yeah but as of right now i don't think there's like a main drill guy but um so maybe drill is going to pick back up but i think maybe the next i don't know the, the thing with music is you can't you can't ever predict it like but yeah um, uh, unfortunately i think with music, it, it, it always like um, like rock music back when rock was like a big thing. At first, it was like some punk only underground stuff. Then yeah. It became commercial, and then it became like then the labels saw the money in it, and then made it more right. like pop. And then it killed rock music, and now nobody listens to rock music. Yeah. Same thing with dubstep. Dubstep started off underground, then it became popular. Then labels saw the money in it. And then they yeah. create, created like EDM, which is pretty much the pop version of dubstep. And then it killed right. dubstep. And <clears throat> with rap music, uh, hopefully it's not going to go. Because now uh, labels are getting all over rap music. Um, yeah. And it's really becoming commercial and coming closer to pop, which for me is like death. Like being <laughs> fucking... But rap music is is much bigger than dubstep or rock. So I don't think it will ever kill rap music. But I yeah. think there's, we need like a new subgenre 
to, to come up and, and create a whole new wave of rap music for another like decade. Because nowadays, I don't know, I think a lot, it, it is a bit poppy, uh, you know. Yeah, 100%. It's that never-ending cycle, isn't it? Like you were explaining then, like it starts off underground, labels get the hands on it, they see the money, then they start introducing more like, more of a commercial side to it and then it becomes less cool because usually when it's underground, it's usually like a younger generation that are listening to it and it's like, this is our thing, this is this is cool because no one else yeah. is really fucking with it. But then once you start hearing that shit like on TV and in like, especially when people do it in like TV commercials when they try and make like a, a rap and maybe it's yeah. like a over a drill beat trying to sell a car or you know it's some random shit like that that's what it starts becoming that's like that kills the fucking genre that kills it like yeah yeah because it just, it just gets cringy at that point yeah yeah so it's going to be interesting to see what happens i always it think is. about it because like on my channel for example when i when i first started the channel i was trying like a, fr- a few different genres but then when i was doing like drill tutorials they were the ones that everyone was watching and everyone was asking for so then i thought I thought in some ways it's kind of important to stick to a certain lane because then people will come to your channel for a, a certain thing. So yeah. I feel like that's why I've had some success with the channel because people like come to the channel because they know that it's going to be some kind of drill tutorial and they're going to learn something from it. But then yeah. at the same time, I'm thinking, shit, what happens if drill dies off? Like, where does that leave me then? So I'm trying to think ahead and be like, right, okay, I need to, to see where the game's shifting. Yeah. Do you think but, it's important for people to stick to one like, kind of lane? Is like the main. I think now still drill is the most popular like subgenre of hip hop. Yeah. Days, yeah. Know. Yeah. Definitely. I guess it made sense for me in some ways because at the start, no one's going to be searching how to make a J Cactus type beat. You know what I mean? But everyone's going. Everyone's searching for how to make a drill beat. So yeah, it's yeah. just a way to like gather an audience. But my plan is like, the more I grow, the more I can start like putting like my own sound on it in a way so then people will just like watch it because they fuck with with me and my sound rather than you know just the fact that i'm showing people how to make a drill beat yeah and that's like the that's the game long term yeah, yeah what kind of goals do you have long term have you do, do you kind of write goals down do you have anything in mind do you have any um, things that you're trying to tick off you've probably ticked off quite a few already uh yeah honestly like but um i guess I want to make like projects, like a whole album with like a rap, a, 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 with a rapper. But yeah, that, that that that's always fun to create like a whole album to to have one vision for a whole fucking album. So, Definitely. Um, goals also like uh, I would love to be like the first channel to hit a million, like a, the first beat maker to hit a million. That'd be because I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a there's any beat makers that are over a million i think cash money ap is like the biggest and he's like at 800 i think is it yeah i don't think there is high beats he stopped making tie beats like years ago but yeah i want to be like that that the, the number one guy i want to be like i honestly want to be like become the the best version that i can be the best producer that i can be the best yeah the biggest, the best i don't know that's the goal yeah of course no, that makes sense. Yeah, I think now that you say it, I can't think of any channel that's got to a million subscribers just through through beats. Not that I think of, anyway. Yeah. So, I know you've got the, um, you would have got the 100k plaque, right? Is that hanging up in the room somewhere? The fuckers never sent it to me. What? I still haven't got it. Fucking still? No. And, and I've complained to YouTube about it, but they, they yeah. were like, fucking stupid. Like, I had a strike once. 
a stupid one too. Like somebody strike one of my beats because because of the visuals. Right. Because I use like a, a certain visual or whatever. And and then YouTube told me like they won't send me the plate because I got a strike. Um, what? So fuck them. Honestly, that is crazy. So what? Yeah. You you bring everyone to their platform. You bring yeah. everyone because do you run ads on your beats? I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the amount of money that you're bringing YouTube, like everyone watching those ads, the amount of business that they must get from your channel and to say that they're not going to send you that one piece of plaque that costs them nothing to make for all your hard work. That's fucked up. And for a stupid strike and the strike wasn't even fair, but yeah. What what was it? Was it? It wasn't because the guy who striked it used the same visual that I did, but he wasn't the, like the creator of the visual. So Oh, so he striked your video as like... They didn't even check it. They just like took down my video and everything. And that, fuck it, it's stupid, stupid, whatever. That's crazy. I wonder what's going to happen when you hit a million, if they'll still be like, you know what? You've got that strike from years ago, so you can't send it in. I'm not giving up on the the plate. Like, I'll still try again, like, in a few months, but, ugh, stupid. YouTube, it's, it's one of them, like, Google itself is just impossible to contact isn't it i bet like yes, yeah, how many yeah. messages they'll get as well they'll probably take months to get back to anything yeah, even if yeah. like if at all they might not even ever get back to some people but yeah i'd, I'd keep fighting for that because yeah, yeah even though I it's not like it. i never yeah. thought i'd ever get it so the fact that i uh, i do want to have it but i mean yeah. i'm not going to be stuck at it, like whatever but yeah yeah, it's not going to hold you back. It's just uh, probably nice to, to see up in the in your room because a, a lot yeah, of people yeah. say that about plaques. It's just like you can look at it and be like, oh, my hard work is just in this plaque in a way. You look at it and be like, fucking hell, like I've, I've accomplished And this. I do have the, the platinum plaque, so that's like, that's way better than like a 100K plaque, I think. Of course, yeah. I do still have like things to look at, but yeah. What was the song that got you that plaque? I was trying to find it earlier, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out which one it was. Yeah. Um. So there was this Italian rapper called uh, Anna. So it's a girl, actually, like a sixteen or seventeen year old year old girl. Um. She she at first she was like a very small rapper, but she used one of my beats called VIP. Um. And then she blew up like with TikTok. Um. Right. Fucking blew up and all over Italy. Like everybody in Italy knows the song anyway um, yeah. and and it became huge like even rich the kid made a remix of it and that's fucking, crazy yeah oh, so that's how you got the rich kid rich the kid yeah, placement because yeah. i saw that in your credits as well yeah so it just blew up um and she blew up with that song and became platinum and yeah so that was a crazy like experience off of a tight beat like that's a crazy thing like which yeah that's insane so she just found it on youtube she didn't like message yeah because she was a very back then she was a very small like she wasn't famous at all so she used the on youtube and she didn't she didn't she didn't even pay for it really uh, no but (laughs) that got you know we worked that out but yeah yeah I yeah. bet you had the leverage then as well because this song's already blown up and there's there's no contract done. So it's down to you what you want to offer then. I did, yeah, yeah. I did have a... I remember, I think, the, the exclusive, like, uh, I managed yeah. to steal it for a lot of money, so... That's good, man. Because I bet, I bet most of the time you don't even want to sell exclusives because you see all the views on the video and it's like you, you could sell so many leases that are worth so much more than selling one exclusive. So do you rarely sell exclusives? I know you'll get offers, but 
Do you just let them sell leases uh, instead? I very rarely sell them. When I sell them, it's always like between like three and ten thousand because I yeah. don't want to sell them because it's true with yeah. leases, it, you can build that up like very fast. So I, I, I sell them, but at a high price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You've kind of built up your platform to the point where you don't have to just accept anything, and it could damage you more. Like just selling that exclusives for. Even like selling it for a thousand probably wouldn't be worth it for you when no. videos could get up to a million views. Yeah, yeah. So, and you, you're using BeatStars, right, to, to sell everything through? Yeah, BeatStars is, is, is like honestly the best platform for, I think, anyway. Yeah. Very easy to use and the team is very nice, easy to yeah. get in contact with. So, yeah, BeatStars is, is nice, yeah. When did you first set up BeatStars? Did you have anything before that? Were you just doing it through like DMs or? Um, before, yeah, I used to put like my email in the description, and people like, and then I ask them like, "What's your PayPal address and shit?" Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then Beastars made it way easier. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine how many emails you were getting, and you've got to like filter through all the bullshit ones. Yeah, to yeah. Find um, out who's actually serious. At least on Beastars, it's just like, right, if you want it, you buy it. It kind of cuts yeah, out yeah. that whole process of like emailing each other. So, yeah, I haven't tried anything else. I know like SoundClick was huge like years ago. But right now it's like BeatStars and Airbit. Is Airbit the other one? Airbit, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think it matters like what platform you're actually on. Because everyone, that's another question that people ask me. They say, where should I sell my beat? Should I get a website? Should I get a BeatStars? Should I get an Airbit? But really it doesn't matter. They're all, they all do the same shit in a way. But exactly, it's yeah, about yeah. how you drive traffic to that site, to that BeatStars account. Because it doesn't really happen just organically on BeatStars. You might get like a through... You might get a few sales like through the marketplace, but it all probably comes down to, you know, your YouTube yeah, channel or how you're looking. Is, you get a few market, like you can also pay for like promotions on BeatStars, which I never did, yeah. but apparently they work. But anyway, I think BeatStars is still like maybe the best option, but it, yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Just speaking about ads, have you ever ran any other ads on your YouTube channel or is it never. just all been organic? Never. I've never. Never taken like one shortcut ever. I just like took the long way to, to the yeah. top. Like, it's like honestly, just uploading beats and never paid for promotion, ads, sponsors. Never even collabed much. Um, yeah, yeah, never. Man, it seems like it seems like one of them things where you know you're not willing to take any shortcuts. You kind of knew all along. It's like right, it's, it's going to happen. At its own pace, I'm not trying to cheat anything. I'm not trying to like take any shortcuts. I'm just gonna just keep my head down, enjoy the process, and if something comes from it, then you know something comes from it. You're not and worried yeah, about yeah. anything. The reason why I make music is not to be to be like a big. When I started off, I just wanted to make music to make my own beats, and yeah. the idea of being big was like a fantasy. But yeah, I, of course, I just wanted to make it for the passion of it, not for yeah. fucking views, image, or any of that shit. Of course, yeah. Do you work much with artists one on one, or is it mainly yeah. done just online? No, not much, but sometimes with friends, you know. But yeah, um, is it I one thing that want you want to do? Do you want to be in studio sessions with people? Yeah, or? yeah. I, I, I think I definitely like have something new to bring. But, yeah. Um, the thing is, I live in the middle of nowhere, so like yeah. nobody is around here, so. Oh, really? Labels. The other thing with labels, which is a bit of an issue if you want to be like a Thai beat YouTube producer, labels are not interested in Thai beat 
YouTube producer. Because right. the numbers of like Universal, Sony, Warner, fucking loads of them approached me, and they all yeah. wanted they all wanted me to stop YouTube. They were really? all like, "Yeah, we're very interested um, in you, but the fact that you upload your beats on YouTube is the problem." Um, yeah. And I told them, "Like, there's no like, I'm not gonna that's stop." That's their YouTube. problem, not your problem. Yeah, just <laughs> find a way around that. And they yeah. all after that, they all gave up on me. But whatever, I don't, I don't give a fuck. But like, I can. At the end of the day, I made, I made all this myself. I can stick by myself. I don't need them. But yeah, yeah it seems so, like you don't, you don't need a label. Like what a label. They probably they don't want your beats on YouTube because they know that people can buy them for a, like or can lease them for a small amount and they want that exclusive, like they want yeah. it to be exclusive, don't they? But it's not really going to be worth it for you when you're getting this amount of views and that amount of sales, is it? So yeah. it's like but yeah, you don't really the, don't the really no, need a the label. The annoying thing is to to get in a studio with a rapper, it's yeah. way easy to be signed. Like if you're right. signed to a label, they're going to put you in the studio. But if you're not. Ugh, Good luck, you know, but I guess yeah. my, my, I just want to create, like, recently there was this TikTok guy called Kim Dracula. He right. blew up with a song, with a paparazzi cover, uh, and he just blew up. Um, and, like, I'm in contact with him, and he's not signed, I'm not signed. Yeah. He loves my beats, I send him beats, we got like, a good contact. And if, when he eventually gets signed, he's, he, he, um, we still use my beats so that's my way to get around that is just create a link with the others themselves before they blow they, they, they blow up but no i think that makes sense um, yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense because even like everyone's always trying to work with the biggest artists but most of these big artists already have producers that they go to or like you said with, with the labels the labels will have the the connections there they'll put everyone in the room together but yeah. if you're working with independent people, then there's there's no one like orchestrating it all apart from like you and the artist. So yeah, if you if you find this if you find an artist that you like the sound of and you think they've got potential, then they're probably the ones that you want to invest in because well, you've just given that prime example. Once they blow, they're not gonna forget you. They're gonna be like you, you know, come along for the ride. You know what I'm saying? They're always yeah, gonna yeah. use your beats. So yeah, that makes sense. So. But you had the you had the rich the kid placement, and then uh, the other one that I saw, I think it was um, were you on Need for Speed? Did they use a beat? Oh yeah, oh fucking, hell. that was the craziest Man, crazy. thing ever. Honestly, yeah. um, especially because Need for Speed is like my favorite game franchise ever. Like when I was yeah. a kid, I used to love Need for Speed. The Underground uh, Two one, I think yeah, that was my uh, favorite the first one. The one I did was Hot Pursuit. Right. Fucking insane, but anyway. And one day I received an email from EA, like yeah. Yeah, we're from the Need for Speed music, whatever we want to use. Um, fucking the beats, uh, the VIP beat. And I was That's just insane. like, I can't believe this. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, um, so I bet that is... was the easiest question they've ever asked. <laughs> they <were> like, yes. <laughs> ah, I can't believe it. Like, Need for Speed, yeah, mad. So, mad. so what happened with that? They just, they just, did they find you beat on YouTube and then just email you about it? Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they used it for, the the steam trailer so if you look up need for speed the steam trailer you, you you'll find it but yeah that steam is. trailer yeah steam so they use the, the the italian song that i was talking about before um and in in another version they only use the beat but anyway right. yeah. so if you look at the description you can see that like uh, anyway fucking insane the credits are in there 
Yeah, yeah, I've got the video open here. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it through the computer. Can you hear that playing? Nah. Well, ah, nah, that, no one will be able to hear that. I'll, I'll take a listen after. But yeah, if anyone's listening, Need for Speed's Steam release trailer. I'm just looking at the credits now, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Purcell, that's you, isn't it? Mm. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So Need for Speed, <laughs> that's insane. Have you... So I take it that's like the first kind of sync placement that you've had. Yeah. 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 The only one. I know I got another one coming up on Netflix, actually. Um, so it's not me directly. They use like a, a song that I produced and right. they use it in, in a Netflix show. So, but yeah, it's, a, I don't know how you get, I'm not good into like sync or whatever the fuck, but um, yeah. Cause it, it seems like it, it's kind of crazy to think that people, are looking at tight beats to use in their games and in the TV shows. Yeah. Like that yeah, type yeah. of shit's just unheard of really. But yeah, I suppose yeah. like, like, why not? Why not? Cause usually when people are going for like sync placements, so like they're spending ages going through like IMDB, you know, to find out like who's involved in the movie, who's involved in the TV show. Oh, yeah, and they'll yeah. maybe look at message in the music supervisors, even going through LinkedIn. I know a lot of people that do that, but yeah, to think that they've just gone out their way to look through, beats on youtube and then use one of them man that's crazy i'm so lucky honestly for that but yeah yeah so what would you say is your most like proud achievement what was the one where you were like like you know this is some serious shit honestly this one i think the need for speed one was like my favorite accomplishment but my yeah. biggest accomplishment was i mean 10 million views on the beat was yeah insane a hundred thousand subscribers was mad platinum the fucking platinum thing was insane too. Number yeah. one in the charts on it in in, in, in uh, Italy. That was insane too. Uh, so much, but I guess my favorite, my personal favorite one is is whatever be like the Need for Speed one. Yeah. Yeah, it probably brings you back to your childhood, doesn't it? And just like yeah, playing yeah. them games all the time, listening to them beats, and you're thinking like. You probably never thought like my beat's gonna be yeah. on the. When I saw the email. I just lost my shit. Like, I yeah, just saw yeah. EA Need for Speed. What? Like, what the fuck? Jeez. That's crazy. That's insane. So yeah, we, I mean, we kind of covered like everything that you're doing through YouTube. I'm just trying to think because I started this podcast mainly for new producers as well, or a few reasons. I I just like speaking about music. I like the guests that come on here. Um, but the other side of it is you know, just to help out new producers. So let's say, let's say you had to start again today, right? You had like, no, <laughs> I know it's hard to think about, but let's say you had no YouTube subscribers, no nothing. Um, maybe you've been making beats for like, I don't know, maybe like six months to a, a year. You're at the point where your beats are like good enough to, to upload or to get out there. What, what would you do? Where would you start? And you know, what would you recommend that new producers do? Um, I recommend being consistent. That's like the main thing. Maybe like two, two beats a week. If you can do two beats a week every week, it's way yeah. better than doing like four beats a week and then uh, you stop for another week and then you upload another beat. So, yeah, finding like a schedule like every Wednesday and Sunday, for example, whatever. Right. Maybe like yeah, two three beats a week. You know, find like a good visuals. That's important. Um, yeah, a good title. Um, and most importantly, like a good beats, and, yeah. may, and maybe find your own niche in like the in, in the industry. Like maybe you, whatever, if it's drill or if it's whatever, 
just find your place in that and, and don't be afraid to, to try new things and right and, and yeah just be creative that's the most important thing be different than other yeah creatives. yeah 100% one thing that people have asked me they asked it me in the discord um I asked them if they had any questions for you and one person wanted to know because a lot of people that have had success from type beats on YouTube have always said to kind of like stick to one lane like if they're doing an artist type beats for example like maybe just find like one or two artists and just just keep doing those type beats well it seems like on your channel you're not really sticking like that like one 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 day it's an Egyptian type beat one day it's drill one day it's right. Japanese so why do you think that yours has, has kind of just I don't know like proving everyone wrong in a way because everyone's saying stick to one thing but you've just gone yeah, with whatever with you've been feeling to one thing because if you make a Travis Scott type beat and it blows up and then you continue to make Travis Scott type beats, they're going to do like fairly good. It's yeah. like a, an easy way of getting good views is sticking to what already worked. Right. But in the long term, people are going to get tired of it. And when you try yeah. something new, they're not going to click on it. And when you yeah. continue uploading the same stuff that blew up, people are not going to be as interested and it's slowly going to be, and then you're going to try new things and people are already like have giving up. So I always mm. love making every, every types of beats. Like I can make lo-fi, reggae, old school, Japanese, fucking everything. So, yeah. and I always, even when I first like blew up, um, I, I made like a Japanese beat, then I made a club banger beat, then I made a dark beat, and then I made this. And they all right. worked well. And now people know me for my diversity, which is yeah. way better in the long run than sticking to one thing. Because that, that's good in a short, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose because if, if you're going for an artist that's like popping off at this moment in time, then artists always like come and go. There's always like one person that's on top and then they die off and another one comes up. So I suppose exactly. if you're going for like that one artist... And then you got to depend. Might be doing well. Then you yeah. got to depend on that artist, not on your actual work and talents. You got to depend yeah. on his popularity. So, and then he's not releasing an album for another year, and then you're stuck. And then yeah, the algorithm yeah. punishes you, and then you're fucked. So, just yeah. make. That's why. That's why I, I I never made well. I did when I first started, but that's why I stopped doing like an an artist type beats. I just right. named my beats like dark type beats, hard type beats. Because when I make a beat, I don't think of an artist. I always yeah. struggle to be like, who the fuck would rap on this? And then find yeah, a title. Yeah. And the thing is, if you make like a, a, a Japanese type or whatever, and it sounds a bit like Travis Scott, but just a bit, and then you label it Travis Scott, it's not going to work because every Travis yeah. Scott type beat that does work are exactly like 100% like Travis Scott vibe. Right. And, and for me, so it's different for everybody. But for me personally, I always wanted to make new things. And my beats were always different. So that's why I started labeling them uh, dark and not by an artist. And also yeah. now I don't have to depend on artists or whoever. I just make my own stuff and label it my own way. And it's way better for my creativity. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It seems like instead of just going for one lane and trying to dominate one lane, you're just going for like everything, trying to dominate everything. Because like yeah. I said, if you have that one video that pops off, with a Travis Scott type beat, is you're gonna struggle to get another one that like pops off at the same amount because you've already got that video that's on top. Or you might yeah, get yeah. some that are similar. But with yours, it's like 
you you can dominate like dark type beat but then you can also dominate like egyptian type beat or yeah. japanese type beat so you can have like the top video in all these categories rather than just that and, one and if i stuck to like japanese if i saw that my oroshi beat the, the, the japanese one with 11 million yeah that did like crazy good and I could have easily been like, all right, now I'm a Japanese Taibi producer and yeah, every yeah. single upload is like a Japanese Taibi. But that's going to get boring fast. And I've, if I if I would have done that, I, I think I would have got like maybe max, maybe 200,000 subscribers, you know. But the fact yeah. that I can do new things and still be successful at, at a... I think that's like the reason why I'm I'm bigger than others, I guess. I don't know. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it seems like with the ones that you're going for, like especially something like dark type beat, it's such a general term and people are never going to stop searching that. And um, it might be like hard to dominate with that keyword, but with the level that your beats are at, that's probably why it's taking them to the top. But so The thing is, before me, no, no producers labeled them. So for me, it was easier like if you want to start off as a new producer and make yeah. dark type beats it's going to be a bit hard for you because i'm like dominating yeah that yeah thing but back when i first labeled my beats like that there were no beats were really labeled that way but still yeah people search for them um and you could find like travis scott uh, sorry travis scott type beat like dark something but you, you you never found like a dark type beat or whatever so yeah don't yeah so another i guess like um um thing to help out new producers is try labeling your beats differently or just trying like a new branch of ideas just to yeah. get like, a new group of people i guess and be the, the the new like the number one person in that i don't know if it makes sense but no that makes sense yeah. you're basically just saying that people need to just just do some research basically just try and find something maybe just test like a few words that are kind of relating to like your style but maybe someone's not or too many people aren't dominating that yeah area yeah. it's just about finding again it comes down to finding your your finding own your lane right in, in, yeah 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 because a lot of people say that youtube is saturated and it is to some extent but you see like more and more producers like every day getting success on youtube so i always say like just because something's saturated it doesn't mean that you can't have success on there you, there's still like a lot of people listening to those beats that's why it's saturated because there's a huge audience for it so it's yeah once you once you end up finding that that one lane that you can dominate that's when shit will change i imagine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. you got me thinking about about my channel because obviously my main thing is tutorials but i do have a a different channel where I upload beats, but because I'm doing like drill tutorials, I'm always uploading the the drill beats as well. But I, it, some days I do look, get like bored of it, where I'm like, man, how many like drill beats can I make? I want to like do some different shit, and I feel like I'm kind of forcing it because I know I need to upload a drill beat to continue this consistency. But part of me is like, nah, I just want to make a, a rap beat. You know what I mean? So you're yeah, probably thinking yeah. about mine as well. It's a sticky situation, yeah, but. Um... I guess you could try, you could, I mean, there's always room for error, you know, like you're, you can yeah. always try and, and like the first time I uploaded like a, uh, I remember my club banger beat, the first time I uploaded that, like I never uploaded like club beats. Yeah, and at yeah. first it, it didn't blow up, like obviously like it did, it didn't do well, but 
in the right. long term, the beat was good. The quality of the video was good. So eventually yeah. it still grew. So maybe if you try something new, it might not do well at first, but if it's good, it's, it, it, it will get recommended and people will yeah. enjoy it. And then you're going to create like a new branch of like a new fan base. And then you can try these new things. And I don't know. It's a bit, I understand like the situation is a bit sticky, but there's always like a way to, to work that out. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's funny that you say that because I've still got a lot of my old beats on YouTube and the one that's doing like well now, or not, it hasn't even got like a lot of views, but the one that I'm seeing most sales from is an old, do you know Yellow Wolf? The rapper? No. It's kind of, I don't think he is anymore. Or maybe he is. He was signed to like Eminem's um, label. What? He, he does like, it's like country style rap and I had like a Yellow Wolf type beat from a while ago and that's the one even though I uploaded it as one of my first videos, that's the one now that's picking up and getting most of the sales. And at the time, I thought this is just like a shit video because no one's listening to it. But yeah, yeah. fast forward like six to nine months and, and now it's starting to pick it up. So it's just one of them things that you, you can't one even explain. Yeah, like you upload something, you, you don't think anything of it and then it blows up. Yeah. And you then you upload something that you love and you think is insane. And it doesn't yeah. blow up. And that's yeah, example. Yeah. That's the way it goes, I guess. It's always how it works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I know when I was asking people as well if they had any questions, everyone wants to know like your, your mixing secrets as well. And a, a, a lot of people will just keep it like real simple. They'll just choose like high quality sounds to start off with and have something basic like a, a clipper on the master, like a soft clipper. Is that what you do or are you more like technical? Are you like pulling e compressors and EQs on like everything, just tweaking every individual sound? Um, yeah, like you said, like the main thing is sound selection. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I got my own ways of of doing in my, I don't know. I don't do anything crazy. Like people, yeah. I, I think if, if I sh like do a live stream and show everybody, like people would be like, that's it. Like, is that it? But yeah, yeah. But I don't even use like fancy plugins or anything like that. I only have like the, fruity parametric stop plugins the mm. fucking fruity phaser reverb whatever yeah and that's it um i don't yeah i don't know uh I suppose they all do the same shit don't they it's just the more yeah. expensive ones have like a, a pretty yeah. user interface but they all do the same shit they do yeah but i guess the main thing for a good mix is uh depends i think it's the way you use your sounds it's not like yeah how you mix them it's how you create your patterns and yeah, how yeah. you level your beats and that's how your mix stands out not by actually putting like a EQ on your fucking master or, or some shit yeah. yeah of course nothing special anyway yeah people that are listening will be like ah like i, I thought he did this i thought he did all yeah, these little tricks well, no i work on on like my i want every sound to, to sound right i want every pattern right. to be like exactly right i want the bounce to be perfect um and that's how the mix stands out um yeah that's it i don't know i, I don't want to give too much away but yeah there's nothing to hide really like it's it's pretty basic stuff like i think the, the best way to get a better mix it's like mastering, like people used to watch like mastering tutorial. I don't know if you ever yeah. watched like a mastering tutorial, but a yeah, mastering yeah. tutorial is the most vague shit ever. Like, yeah, you yeah. You, because the only way to get good at mastering is to train, to tune your ear to mm. get the to, to, to get it, you know. So 
Same thing with mix. There's no like secrets. Then there's no like tutorials. You just need to tune your ear to know what you want and how yeah. you how you want your sounds to sound, and and, and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, just so by like making more beats, things, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Just by making beats, the more you make beats, the the better you get. That's basic stuff, but it's true. Yeah, I think it is as simple as that. Like a lot of people are impatient and they want instant results yeah, and they'll be producing yeah. for like six months and they're like asking all these questions. Like, why am I not of people that told me to start tutorials or like somebody told me like, yeah. send me your FLP. Like yeah, yeah. as if I'm going to send you my FLP. Like, you really think it's that easy? Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, don't you want to like work for it? You know, like, I don't know. Just I bet you, you could probably earn some good money selling those FLPs, but I'm just sure like, I could. But I, don't, I still, I still want my sounds. I, I still want my beats to be like, yeah, you, like people to listen to them and be like, whoa, how did he like make that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You don't want to give like everything away, even uh, though it might not I've be worked for so many years on on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really dedicated my whole life on this, so I don't want to just here you go. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Like, come on, like, work for it. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, people just need to have some patience. It's one of the yeah, things. Patience. Like, it's literally just just make beats like as much as you can. Like, put because if I can make it, because because if I can make it, everybody can make it. Because I don't have any musical background. I don't have yeah. anything. Like, I don't have I mean, nobody that know any like musical theory. Nothing. No, like now I do have a bit of it. I get. I'm getting better at it. But when I first started off, I had nothing. I didn't yeah. know anything. I didn't know what a what a fucking octave was. I didn't know <laughs> nothing. So, yeah. Um, we just we, going by ear at the start, just clicking notes in. Yeah, and just clicking what sounded notes. right. My structures. I remember, like, I didn't know, like, every eight bar it should loop. So, like, yeah. my pattern would would be like three and a half bars and shit. It didn't make sense. Like, it was the weirdest fucking shit ever. But I, just I got better at it. All right. That's it. Yeah, just continue making it. I still loved it. And that's it. It's all about obsession, like we talked about. And and yeah, with that, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, yo, I think um, we've pretty much been through everything. Um, just for everyone that's listening, there are no YouTube secrets. Sorry yeah. to disappoint you, but yeah, yeah, like you said, man, it all just comes down to repetition. You've got to put the reps in, like make beats as much as you can. Stay consistent with it. Try and find something that's your own kind of lane, but still your own style. And then once you do that for... You know, as long as you've been doing it like four or five years, then you're going to see results. You can't expect them after six months. Yeah. Mm. Well, yo, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, like I said, I was saying to you before, I haven't really seen you do many interviews. I, I read one online that you did. I don't know if that was after like a video call or it was just like back and forth with emails. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah, apart from that, it seems like you haven't done many interviews. So I really appreciate yeah, well, you coming on. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I like your channel, so I like to help out, you know, so no, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Of course, man, anytime. And just let everyone know where they can find you as well and let everyone know if there's anything that you want people to look out for. Um, well, I guess my main thing is my YouTube channel, you know, Solker. Um, yeah. I'm going to release a free drum kit soon, I think. So be on the lookout for that. And my cool. Instagram. And that's it. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, everyone, if I'm sure everyone's heard of you, but if you haven't, definitely check out his channel, follow him on Instagram. Stay tuned for the free drum kit. I know a lot of people will be excited for that. And yeah, man, I appreciate you again, bro. All right, thanks, yeah.